The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 19th, 2023. Today, Eric Newman joins us from J.C. Newman Cigars, the patriarch of the oldest family-owned and operated premium cigar maker in America. The question, how do you get new customers in the cigar industry? It's about creating new cigar smokers. We can't do it the same way as other products, so we have to get creative. That's what we'll talk about today. Welcome, everybody, to... The Cigar Authority. And you are listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So I think it's official. Welcome, Eric Newman from J.C. Newman. This has become an annual thing now. Hey, they're so happy to be back. Yes. Be back at two, two, two guys. Great to have you. And we're going to smoke some good cigars today. We're going to have you on for the whole two hours in the after show. Wow. So we have a lot to talk about uh, because we're just coming off of FDA, uh, of what happened there. Also, uh, I figured um, we'll talk about how to get new cigar smokers into the cigar industry. And what better than that than a couple of old guys talking about how, how to get new customers. So we'll talk about that too. So I think uh, he was talking about who are you Ed Sullivan. At? Who are you like that? He was you talking know, about Ed Sullivan you're, and you're myself. The youngsters. Yeah, you too. You too. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's light up um, the first cigar. All right, the first cigar we're smoking today is El Baton, and it is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. It's one of J.C. Newman's vintage brands made by their founder, Julius Caesar Newman, back in 1914. This nickel cigar was originally hand-rolled in Cleveland, Ohio, in their factory with Cuban tobacco. Although it was popular for many years, the onset of machine-made cigars caused El Baton to disappear from the marketplace in the 20s. In 2008, J.C.'s grandsons, Eric and Bobby Newman, relaunched the brand as the company's first Nicaraguan cigar. El Baton's tobaccos are grown in the most fertile areas of Nicaragua, providing for a smooth, hearty smoke with a little spice. When it debuted, El Baton was only offered in one size, the Double Torpedo, and since then the brand has grown to include three more sizes, a Double Toro, a Robusto, and a Bellicoso that we'll be smoking today. A single is going to set you back $8.69, while a box of 25 is $189.99, which works out to just $7.60 each when you buy them by the full box at twoguyscigars.com. So if you are too far from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries them... Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So they're not a nickel anymore, but I, I think it's still a value brand. It smokes a lot better than the price point. I love this one. You have a good taste, Ed. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. This is a winner. It, with the economy and everything, this is another one of those um, <laughs> that, you know, 
under $10 cigars. Did you walk around the trade show at all this year? I did. It was hard to find a cigar under $20, never mind under $10. I think I saw some of my first $100 cigars there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Oliva even had a $300 cigar, which was insane. It, it maybe goes on the uh, later on your uh, the craziness, the, uh, the asylum bit. Yeah. <laughs> asylum, yeah. It is. It is crazy. All right. Let's give it a cut and light and get to it. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all of the brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And Eric's been a regular listener of the Cigar Authority for, for a long time. I get my market research from here. What's happening in the industry? Today you want to talk about how, how to get young people in the, right, uh, right. In the industry. I want, to, I want to learn about it, too. Well, hopefully you're going to add to it um, because you must have that conversation. It's part of your marketing team and stuff and say how, it's not just the existing people. We just can't steal customers from each other. We have to get new blood in here. Well, and... Eric, aren't you buddies with Snoop? Yes, we told that story last, <laughs> last year. Is it Snoop or is it Snipe officially? I feel like Snoop may have changed his name since that Snoop story. Snoop is came as up. old as us. He's an old guy too, but he's cool. He's, he's reinventing himself. Yeah, he's he got a younger popular. demographic than, yeah. than you have, obviously. Right. right. Remember, I gave a box of Diamond Crown Maximus cigars at our football game. I was refereeing and. Said, hey, what do you what do you call? You don't call him Mr. Snoop. You call him Coach. And said, uh, I heard you like to smoke different things. I don't need to smoke cigars or not. Said, I'll smoke anything. There we go. And he does. And he <laughs> and, did. And hopefully he, he enjoyed them. Beautifully, he smoked Diamond Crown. There we he does. Well, oops. that, that would have been a nice photograph, photo shot, or whatever. Using celebrities to mm. uh, endorse the product. We'll get into that. That's going to be part of it. But let's light it up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Sickle by Vertigo. No, this lighter does not have a money clip or a belt clip. <laughs> it does feature single action and two jets angled for pinpoint accuracy. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment. On the side, you've got a fuel window so you know how much gas you're leaving the house with. But the coolest part of this lighter is the 64 ring gauge flip-out full-size guillotine cutter. With Trey to catch the schmuckus, all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine, and that is the sickle by Vertigo. Eric, uh, the whiskey miser in the chat room says that Snoop should have you lay down some tracks. Have you ever talked about a music collaboration with him? We're still on cigars. You talk about picture. I have a picture. We we did this you know game a number of years ago. Go out and get his. You get the captains before a game. All the referee talks to the coach. You get your captains, the people properly equipped. Any special plays you want to tell us about that might get us that might get us uh, confused. So, uh, no, we got the picture of Snoop with the cigars. But a musical track, great idea. So, I'll talk to our old friend Snoop. You could you could redo the commercial with you and Snoop rapping a new commercial. That would be something. We need a new commercial here. Yeah, let's we, do it. We use. <laughs> I'm not sure we can afford Snoop, but anyway. <laughs> and now your dad and your grandfather they would use celebrities, uh, baseball players and stuff back in the day, endorsing their products in our museum. And we hope everybody come down and see our, our new factory in Tampa. We had a total. Renovation. We have 20,000 visitors a year. We have weddings every Saturday night. We aren't entertaining 
visitors. We're still making 60,000 cigars a day and selling, shipping our cigars and Fuente cigars. So it's uh, one of those pictures there. And uh, we had the largest selling cigar in Cleveland, Ohio. We came from Cleveland. My grandfather was born in Austria-Hungary. 1888 comes from Austria-Hungary, settles in Cleveland, big Hungarian district in Cleveland, where our factory was until the early 1950s. But we had the biggest selling cigar in, in Cleveland called Student Prince. In 1948, we won a promotion with the uh, Cleveland Indians. Whoever hits a home run gets a free box of Student Prince cigars. And first guy hits a home run, <clears throat> we have a picture of him, was a guy named Larry Doby. First African-American to play baseball in the American League. Nine weeks after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, hits a home run, and got a great picture in our museum. Fifty years later, Larry Doby comes back and throws out the first pitch to a mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Devil Ray game. And we had a reunion between he and Dad. There's a picture of Larry and Dad in 1948, and 50 years later. Wow. <laughs> but it's a funny story. Even then, the cigar industry was under siege. The, uh, Larry Doby was in his uniform back then. And even 1948, Major League ball, ball players are not allowed to be seen with a endorsing a tobacco product in, mm. in your uniform. My father gets a call the next day from Bill Veck, the old owner of, uh, of the Indians, and uh, says, we have to destroy those negatives. Yeah. It's, it's, we violated Major League policy. <laughs> and my father said, you're right. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. I didn't realize what the issue was. So dad destroyed the negatives as soon as he had the, after he had the picture developed. So I have the only, the only picture there. Oh, my God. But we did destroy the uh, negatives. But it's interesting, even back then, the uh, pleasure police was out there after, <laughs> after, after us. So, um, wow. But, I, but, I, but Larry W. did not endorse our cigars. Yeah, he won a prize. Uh, yeah, he got a prize. But it was, uh, I don't, you know, cigar smokers... Um, endorsing products it's we remember you got in business in 20 uh, 1985 during the early 90s we had uh, a scar boom yes and scars were so hot and so trendy so sexy every mm -hmm. movie star wanted their own cigars athletes wanted their own yeah. cigars you've had a lot of cigars here that you from sure. from, from, from athletes they come and they and they they go they at least people talk about them yeah. when people talk about things like that it, it's great all right, so I think that's that's a way also, but we're going to get to uh, all of them. We're going to try to figure this thing out. Uh, we are uh, coming back from last week's big news. I have you here, so we have to talk about it a little bit. Congratulations on the win, the big win for the cigar industry with the FDA uh, kind of pushing premium cigars out, but that's not 100% great news for J.C. Newman because it's not over for you because you also are a machine-made, the oldest and the only machine-made cigar company in the United States. Well, I was listening to uh, your show last week. Yeah. I listen to it every week. And Rocky was talking about... Our apologies. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're talking about uh, what happened with the FDA. It was a great win for yeah. the industry. You know, premium cigars are only like one half of one percent of of cigars or tobacco products. We've been fighting. We aren't even a rounding air. We've been fight, fighting these battles for a long time. For after S chip and in two thousand eight and two thousand eleven, we start uh, trying to get a bill through Congress to exempt premium cigars from re re regulation. We've uh, been working at this thing a, a long time. Back then, we had a bill going through Congress. And we've been working Congress a lot over the last dozen years. We had a bill that Senator Bill Nelson, Senator Marco Rubio, 
co-sponsored in the United States Senate in 1911, 1911, 2011, and then our Congresswoman Kathy Castor and Bill Posey on the other coast of Florida sponsored a companion bill in the House of Representatives, and every bill in Congress sunsets in two years. So every two years, they got to do this, do this, do this. But that first year, there are 435 members of the House of Representatives. We First year, we had 218 more than of the half. House, more than half. There was a guy whose name was Tom Price from Georgia, Congressman. He called himself Mr. 218. So can you imagine having a bill where 218 co-sponsors would My say, God. don't regulate premium cigars. It was great. Unfortunately, no standalone tobacco bill goes anywhere. We, we, we made a lot of noise, but we have to do it over again, over again, over again, every two, two years. But we've been fighting uh, forever. I mean, our, you know, it's our 120th year in business. About how those years have been challenge years. But FDA has been a real issue. It was a real miracle. Well, mir- was, I mean, not a stroke of luck. We've been working at this thing for a long time. The CRA was, CRA was Cigar Rights America, was yeah. formed in maybe 2004, 2005, and, and uh, we've been lobbying back, back then. The idea was to have the consumers form an association like the NRA right. and make a big lobbying effort. Unfortunately, we talked about that this morning, the, uh, more than half people in this country have guns and they support NRA. Maybe only 1% of CRA members make a lot of noise. Maybe only 1% of our CRA members make a lot of noise, but maybe only 3% of the population smokes cigars. So it's been, it was hard to move that, that, that needle. But if um, we finally got a victory for premium cigars, for the first time ever, the government recognized that, yes, premium cigars are different than non-premium cigars. They're different than... There and then cigarettes, cigarettes, and, and all, yeah. all, all that we get rolled in there. So we got an exemption. Well, there's, there was no way to get the exemption without being under FDA control. You needed to have something you could sue over in order to be able to create that separation because there was no way to get a legal definition prior to that. It's been tried, tried and tried again, but there was no reason to really put it through. And like you said, a standalone tobacco bill dies after two years. It, it, it's not going to go anywhere. That is so true, and they, uh, the FDA said, show us the, show us the money, show us the studies. Yeah. So we did a lot of studies. New England Journal of Medicine per, per, per performed them. If we did our own studies and gave FDA says, we we're, have, we're full, and, and they don't want to look No, they it. think we have our, th- our th- th- thumb on, on the uh, scales. Well, okay, we use your, your studies. You know, unfortunately, they found out that, uh, that smoking you know, cigars are, are addictive because 90% of the people don't, don't inhale. Yeah. So uh, even now, you can come to New Hampshire, you can smoke a cigar every day or smoke cigars or smoke a cigar once a month or once a year without going to withdrawals. You can't right. do that with c- cigarettes. They found out that children don't, kids don't smoke cigars. Right. Um, and, and the average cigar smoker, only premium cigar smoker. You guys are on average to so smoke one point nine cigars a month. Oh so God! <laughs> we, we, no, that 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 doesn't happen too. But they find out there's I can no, smoke one point nine cigars in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cigars are weren't, weren't harmful, and uh, but these weren't our these weren't our uh, statistics. Those were the New England Journal of Medicine and the other groups that looked into it. So we finally say we're, we're different, and it's what the miracle is. We're just a small but potatoes. And to every move that needle like the industry did, we're uh, very fortunate. We had, uh, I know last week, uh, Rocky was talking about Mike Edney, this leader, 
eternity. But there's a backstory. There's always a backstory. We we uh, we formed Cigar Rights of America, you know, 15 years ago, and uh, not surprisingly, it was we hired this high-priced attorney, but we didn't pay him. You know, ah. the CR, CRA w- 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 was broke, so. We got an attorney. We have a chance to win this lawsuit. We got to pay him. So what happened was there was about eight of eight companies put in uh, loan money, about eighty thousand dollars a piece, to pay Mike Edney because if you don't pay him, nice yeah. guy, but right. he works for a living. Right. So we so we uh, end up paying him, and we uh, kind of finally got repaid with eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's, a, come, come, that's that, a, those little packs you, you get that they donate the cigars and then they sell the packs and give their <laughs> money back for what they, for the cigar <laughs> that they put in. It's not repaying, but anyway, we've been working at this restaurant in Tampa because we've had we've had industry meetings. We had Mitch McConnell come to our factory. Yep. We've had then we had Rubio and, and Nelson, and we've had on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, Tim Kaine, uh, Joe Manchin was there, and we've had meetings and we there. For fundraisers and they don't work for free. They yeah. work, they work for you, know, you have to. Yeah, you, they're, 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 you want them to be at your building. And this pay. was a real industry event. This wasn't a Rocky event. This yeah. was an Eric Newman event. Yeah. This was an industry event. We go out there. We have these big events. You know, we got Mitch McConnell, who's the minority leader of the Senate, and I sent all these emails out uh, to, to the eighty cigar manufacturers and the, the selling cigars in the, in the country. And he said, "What we're doing if you're." If your uh, if your sales are twenty million dollars a year or over, we need four thousand dollars from you. If your if your annual sales were between ten million and twenty million, send us two thousand. Five million to 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 ten million, send us a thousand. If you're under uh, five million dollars for the little guys, send us five hundred. We want everybody to buy in, and uh, we raised a, lo- a lot of money. It was hard in the industry at the be- be- beginning. I sent out these emails for like ten weeks at a time. Every week, I'd post publicly who has contributed this past uh, week, and we got a lot of people because you did not want not to be on that on that, right. on that, on that list. How so, come this guy isn't on there? How you know? So this was truly an industry wide event. If you're a a you know forty million dollar company or if you boutique, everybody had their has a, a piece of this uh, success on them, and they all d- deserve credit. We kept sure. on. Uh, uh, John Gruden used to say, just pound that rock. What we pound the rock for for 12 years, and we're just very fortunate. We have a marker that we got, uh, the premium sky industry got exempted. One issue, Rocky Prop, you know, made it you know, known last week that one of his biggest selling cigars is Java. Yes. Flavored cigars aren't covered. Yep. In our situation, we uh, I was in Nicaragua last week. We have 800 employees there. We make our brick house, Pearl Del Mar, El Baton, and... Um, they're they're covered because they're the way the definition is right now has to be a handmade c- 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 cigar, but in the way in in Tampa we make the America we make Angel Cuesta we had a few hand rollers on seven hand rollers on our third floor but most we make sixty thousand cigars and hand operate antique cigar machines that my grandfather bought in the nineteen thirties as a labor saving device. Those aren't covered by the de- de- definition. The so what Rocky's got to do, he's got to we find a way. He got this one definition. How can we get an exemption, or how can Rocky get his Java yeah. uh, added to a list of scars that are exempted from regulation? We're going to try to do the same thing in Tampa. Um, Absolutely. And, That's the next step now. 
that everybody should get behind, even the people that do not have premium cigars, do not have machine-made or flavored cigars. Now we stand up for those and push that along the way, especially coming off a win. Uh, we're, we got momentum behind us. We, we do, and it's the first time we've, we've ever had that, and it's a great to be in this p- position. But we're only halfway way, way there. Sure. Because, I mean, the way this law, it was... And I understand how we got there. I supported the, the, the law, but can you imagine our 800 employees in Nicaragua are protected, but our, our 60 cigar makers in Tampa are not. Yeah. It should be the other way around. Yes. But we will get there. We got to tight, tighten the, 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 this, this thing up. But it was uh, miraculous. Not miraculous maybe is, is not too, too strong a term. Right. That cigar industry got some relief because we've been, we've been David fighting Goliath forever. And, uh, but, 5,000 years ago, David found a way to beat Goliath, right. and we were s- successful here. It is the impossible dream. It was the 67 Red Sox, but right now it's the cigar industry. That was the impossible dream what happened last week, that we all hoped that that would be the outcome, the ultimate outcome, but with many little things along the way, we would accept it if it was this, and it'd be okay if it was number two and number one and all these options. But it ended up being all of it. We got it all. It was the, it was unbelievable that that happened. Now, really, in, in the case of legal definition, your cigars that you make in Tampa, they are 100% tobacco, but because you have a homogenized binder, which has a little bit more of the fruit pectin used to seal most cigars, is that the, the sticking point? Homogenized binder is it's 67% tobacco mixed with water and adhesives. So it comes on a, on a roll. It was done, again, as a labor-saving right. d- 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 device. But that's the definition they, they chose. Ironically, the definition that's been trying to go through Congress in 2011, 13, 15, even now, there's, there's two bills going through Congress now to exempt premium cigars. Those definitions would exempt our, our, okay. our, our c- c- cigars. But uh, that's not the case what Judge Mehta ruled on. So we have a marker. We're there. We just want to keep going forward. We, we find it. Okay. So we need uh, new cigar smokers. Uh, we need new customers. And uh, we, that's what we're talking about today. And uh, it's certainly uh, different in this industry of how to accomplish that. Um, first off, people stop smoking cigars. We lose customers, which is the... It happens in every industry. It doesn't matter what it is. You end up losing customers. You lose customers because of poor service, quality issues, lack of innovation, price increases, which is a big thing I'm worried about that's going on right now, too many price increases, negative reviews, word of mouth, competitive offers where a competitor may discount and then you'd lose the customer to a competitor, but at least they're still using the product, Uh, ethical concerns, communication breakdowns. Uh, unresolved issues and employee behavior, which is, you know, as an employer, my employee could be a bum and and act out and I end up losing customers over that. Sometimes we lose customers uh, from the industry that uh, stop smoking cigars, period. Um, The cost of the hobby, which I, I now call what we do smoking cigars a hobby. When trying to figure out what is a cigar smoker, where they're not addicted to the product or whatever, what is it? It is actually their hobby, as you, as we talk to it. Uh, we lose because of uh, health issues. 
uh, and we talked about that today. Maybe you broke a toe, and the doctor says to you, yeah, you got to give up cigar smoking. Well, what the hell does that have to do one with the other? <laughs> but it happens every day that these doctors, uh, uninformed doctors, say these things. Um, maybe your significant other doesn't want you smoking cigars, period. And then sometimes the person quits or dies. In the case of the significant other, you've got to just ask yourself, is it easier for you to replace your cigar brand or your wife? And then when you, when you get the new wife, then you can, you can start phoning it in from there. Well, yeah. yeah. It's not even the significant other. I find it's the, the children who are told at school. That's it. That if your dad smokes cigars, he's going to die. Because, you know, I have my daughter come to me when she's about eight years old begging me to quit smoking cigars. <laughs> so you get pressure from your own kids. Did you pat it. her on the head and tell her to go to her room and play with the dolls? I told her, go read monograph number nine. It's perfect. She was only four <laughs> years old. Whatever. She, she could had to learn how she, to read. She then. was eight. She knew how to read. Really? Okay. Yeah. So we end up losing them, and the, the key to be in business is to bring in more new customers then you lose. Uh, if it goes the other way around, you, you, you're doomed. Mm -hmm. So we have to constantly think about bringing new people into this hobby, accepting it. And with those negative things that are said, it's, it's hard to get somebody to say, you know, I think I'm going to try cigar smoking today after everybody's telling them these negative things. As much as this positive thing has happened to us where they said there's no children access to these cigars, that's not happening, and all the health issues are, are bullshit and everything's okay with this product, we saw in the lounge that nobody even knows what happened last week. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't the first thing on the news. It was the first thing on the cigar news, but it wasn't out there that people don't realize the ignorance that goes on here. We don't have enough of a reach. We can talk to the people that are already cigar smokers, but we're preaching to the choir. What we need to do is somehow preach to the people that don't know and understand that cigars are okay. And that's another major thing I think we have to get uh, going and going fast in order to get new cigar smokers on board, like it happened in 1990. Those were new smokers. And why did that end up happening? It was because I think it was the celebrities saying, I don't care, I'm proud to show I'm smoking a cigar. We are a politician today. I don't know if you watch that Arnold Schwarzenegger um movie that's out now um it's documentary a documentary on arnold schwarzenegger you, you need to watch it he smokes a cigar during the whole thing but when he was running for governor of california they said to him listen you can't be walking around with a cigar um you're running for office it's not good and he goes then i'll stop running right now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to smoke my cigar and then he got in and they said, okay, now we're not kidding. You can't smoke a cigar. And he said, put a tent downstairs, and that's where I'm going to have my meetings because that's what I do, and I'm not shying away from what I enjoy and I like, and I'm going to do it. Very, very interesting. The only downside to Arnold Schwarzenegger being one of the most famous cigar smokers is the bullshit video of him painting the... the yeah, he, he not good at it. No, no he's paint, he was painting um, tequila on the cigar. Don't do that. Yeah. You're going to ruin your cigar. Right. Um, but that is, uh, you know, we talk celebrity endorsements and stuff. That's what happened in, in 1990. 
that all the TV shows, everything, movies, everything was uh, out there and the celebrities were showing it off. They didn't care. Today, it's looked upon, it still has that negative thing to it, and um, the celebrity isn't showing it. As a matter of fact, when they put the Jonas Brothers on the cover mm-hmm. of Cigar Aficionado, those guys got bad press over it. I mean, they called them every name in the book like it was negative, and I bet you they wouldn't do it again, you know, after going through that. And uh, that's a shame because they, they, they should have been a spokesperson at that point and jumped forward instead of uh, backed off a bit, you know. And uh, Doesn't Nick Jonas have a certain box of cigars right now? He might have got a box of cigars this week because they just played at Boston Garden. He might have. David, now you're trying to find the answer to this problem. I don't have answers. If I did, I'd be at a different level. Well, it's been nice talking to you, Eric. You can leave now. <laughs> but, you know, this problem is not new. In 1934, 90 years ago, my father uh, <clears throat> was uh, in college, and my grandfather gave the downtown Cleveland territory. First day on the job, goes in Cleveland with some cigars to sell, and he wants to sell these cigars, and the retailer would say, gee, you look like a nice young man. Well, you ought to get out of this business. There's no future in it. They told me that in 85. Only old men smoke cigars. Goes to the next retailer and says, you're you're a good-looking guy. What do you do 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 in this business? There's no future. This is 1934. Only old people smoke cigars. So dad is living at home. At at dinner, he tells my grandfather, dad, I'm not sure I'm going to go in this business. My grandfather said, you know, why, son? So everywhere I went, they think we're in a buggy whip business. In the future... You don't want to only say only old people smoke cigars. There's no future in it. My grandfather thought for a minute and said, that may be true, son, but they're new old men born every day. Yes. That's the best we had it 90 years ago. And um, I still go in your, your lounge. I say younger people smoking cigars. Of course, my father would also say everybody was younger because everybody was younger than he was. Right, now, right. I'm <laughs> now 75. Everybody's younger than, than, than I am. This is a, a issue. Um, that the industry has faced forever. If we were in the buggy whip business, if you were the widget business, and its widget is going to go out of style, now, 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 what? I have a uh, some you know friends in Tampa uh, in the men's clothing business. They used, to, I mean, twenty five years ago, we used to wear suits to work. Sure. Then sport coats mm-hmm. and ties. Now everybody's gone casual, and it's been a real issue. Someday. Suits might go the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. So they have to reinvent themselves. And you're right. After the last cigar boom of the early 90s, mid-90s, we brought a whole new group of cigar smokers in there. And when you started in the business, it was the most god-awful time. Yeah. You may not even know it. In 1985, the industry was going down 4 or 5% a year. And then... What we do then the scar boom came in the nineties for a, a bunch of reasons. Nobody can identify exactly what was the exact reason, or we do it again. And then the, then it leveled off, but leveled off at a higher level than it was w- w- when you started. We just finished with uh, the, the COVID scar boom, right? And, and people start were people consuming uh, more. They were consuming, they, yeah. They, but I don't think it was a lot of new people. That, it wasn't like the last yeah. time. And, and that's what I'm trying to get to today. I want to try to create the next one. It's going to start right here, right now, on the Cigar Authority with you. We're going to figure this out today, and we're going to go forward, and we're going to build the next cigar boom. Why, yeah. why can't we start this thing? We have a, a couple hours ago. A couple we hours ago. We've been doing two hours. Mm. We got, yeah, the, uh, we got the after show too. There we if we go. have to tap into that. He had uh, Scarfisinato came out, which helped walk yep. cigar smokers out of the closet. 
You got Cigar Journal now sure. is, is your advertiser. And, so you're and, saying I need to come out of the closet today on but, the show to generate the next cigar boom? Not with not not with all of us here. No, no. <laughs> let 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 that go. Right now it's time to ask the Dawn from Don Raphael Cigar. It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And Dave writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. How do I transition my wife off of flavored cigars? She enjoys having a cigar with me, but she will only smoke flavored cigars. She's interested in expanding her palate for cigars. She's tried the cigars I like, which tend to be full-bodied and flavorful, but says they taste like smoke, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the answer, I would say go sweet tip, right? That's the next step. For sure. Go sweet tip. Mild. Get her a mild sweet tip, and then move on from there. That's there's we there's three cigars that come to mind that make a great transition. So you and they're, they're all Lagiana. You do Lagiana Angelic, which is the sweet capped. Then you do Lagiana Regular Natural, and you do Lagiana Maduro. They're all about the same strength, and in one session you could have all three lit and be able to see the similarities. And she may actually gravitate toward the Maduro because that outside wrapper offers. Its own level of sweetness, not as sweet as the sweet capped version, but it's a great way to transition somebody from smoking infused or flavored cigars into something that is more traditional. 11 years ago, I taught my daughter Gianna to smoke, and that's exactly what I did. We sat there and smoked Uh, all three. Whiskey Miser being Whiskey Miser says, give her a Neanderthal. (laughs) <laughs> no, don't do that. That's not going to end up working. That's not going to work. But uh, in El Baton, as much as I'm loving in El Baton, not the one that's transitioned from, mm-hmm. I don't think. Do you know what? This was the very first box of cigars I ever bought. Really? Where? Uh, go here at Two Guys, uh, going back maybe 18, 19 years ago. It was a fairly new cigar then. Yep. And I believe it was only available in the one size. It was. It, we just the uh, double uh, double bellicoso. It's our first entree to a Nicaraguan cigar. Up until then, we were only making handmade cigars from we with Fuentes making for us. Diamond Crown, quick quick Questeray. This is our first foray into N- N- Nicaragua. That's a big deal. The first box of cigars he ever bought. He's a it was cigar a 40, authority. Right it now. was a forty count cab back then. You're right, and we found out, Mister Marketing. That maybe forty count isn't the way to go. Let's make it to twenty-five. So we ditched the forty-one, make it to twenty-five. And last year we reinvented ourselves. We we changed the packaging. We tweaked the blend. And you that's did tweak the blend. That's where smoking sure. now. Great. It's a little milder. You're making than, it yourself this time. Yes. Yeah. It's a little milder than the original version of it. Correct. You have a good palate. Because it's, <laughs> I smoked forty of the fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we went to box to twenty five. Went from 40, 40 a month to twenty five a month. Whatever. But it, it's uh, we we did tweak it down. Just had the, uh, you know, Ed was talking about the uh, woman who who wanted to transition, and no wonder she didn't transition well. If her husband gives her a full flavored c- c- yes. cigar, a strong cigar, you got to do this gradually. Yes. The sweet tips a great idea, but anything is. 
gradually. You can't go from one extreme to to to, to the other. Anything, yeah. especially. Yeah, I believe so. The chat room saying the other sweet tip would be the brulee. Yep, but it's not a sweet tip. If it was, it would be perfect, and but it's not. That's got more strength to it than uh, yes, it does. a little bit. But but uh, and you're saying that maybe Albaton isn't the right move, but. A lot of sweetness oh, coming off the wrapper. They're going to get scared of it. It's dark. They're going to get scared of it. Don't be <laughs> afraid of the dark, but not the way to start somebody. You, 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 he wants to be able to sit there and have a cigar with his wife all the time. You've got to actually work into this, right? And, angelic. Have, it just sounds right. friendly and nice. Yeah, let's go angelic because you're angelic. <laughs> you're an angel. Yeah, you're, you're my an angel. angel. Right, and there you go. There you go, right? <laughs> all right, let's go to break. And when we come back, we have to get the next generation into the hobby of cigars. How do we do it? volume what's the plan for jc newman i know they're thinking about it we got to get together as an industry and come up with a plan uh for the industry and we're going to do that when we get back we're live in the toscano soundstage you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network romeo y julieta reserva real nicaragua the nicaraguan expression of america's beloved brand reserva real Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christoph Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrails blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the Guardrails complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, 
take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello and good afternoon, it's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa, black, white, and now red West Tampa. Passion with a purpose. We're talking about what? Have you ever had a uh, chocolate graham cracker? Many times. <laughs> now imagine if you could have a graham cracker mashup. You got the chocolate graham cracker mashed with the cinnamon graham cracker. Oh. So the chocolate, it becomes the base of the graham cracker with a little bit of the cinnamon sugar on the outside. A sandwich. You can make a sandwich. Or are you making a whole new thing? It's a whole new thing. But the, you, you got to put the cinnamon sugar side down on your tongue so you can feel the grit of it. And that's the flavor I'm getting from this. Rapper, it's yeah. toothy. Toothy. Great cigar. Eric's is, not is sure right, what Eric? To, he's he not right? sure what to make of that. Chocolate graham cracker with some cinnamon on it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no calories in there, right? There's no calories. No, no. Some of us are conscious of that. You know, All others, right. Not so much. So, you know, I, I know we're older guys and we're talking about bringing new people in. You have your son now. Uh, Drew, yes. Drew in there. And you, what I think is you've already begun to get the new customer. You of all people, um, your company has done it. It is the museum that you created. What is happening that you're having people getting married at your museum. You're having mm -hmm. tours every single day, every single hour that people are going through. You're showing them the process. You're offering them a cigar if they want to try it. Do people light up a cigar? They buy the cigar. We took a page out of the Disney's uh, play playbook. Yeah, we have our hour and a half tour. They yeah. always end up at our factory store, and eighty percent of people buy a cigar. They so, and there's got to be trying it for the first time. David, half the people that come through our tours never smoked a cigar in their, in their life. They were scared by cigars, tobacco, the scarlet letter, mm -hmm. and they find out, hey, this is a cool industry. It's yes. culture. It's a lot of handwork. It, there's a story. There's a history. This is what America was built on. And just like you talked about earlier about FDA, we've, we're taking these steps, small steps. FDA was a big step, trying to separate ourselves, trying to get that bad image that Big Bad Tobacco has had on us for a long time. We've been, we're trying to separate ourselves, we, the industry, cigars, it's, it's artistic, it's a craft industry. We're trying to separate the badness, so your eight-year-old daughter, Ed, is going to say, get rid right. of cigars. 
it, it's different. It's, yeah. And it's been a it's been a very heavy lift. Lord knows we aren't there yet. We yeah. were making good good strides. But you are doing it. That's what's happening there, and that's the idea of it: is bringing somebody from outside the industry. I I do it. With the politicians, when the politicians are looking for donations, I used to just send the donation. And then it was Jeff Borshowitz that said it to me one day, and he said, stop sending the money into them. If they want it, you say, come here, I have the check waiting for you. I want to show you around. And you give them the five-cent tour, you know, a two-guy smoke shop. It's not your factory, so I don't have a big, giant tour. But I take them around. I show them how we humidify the cigars. And then I take them into the lounge, and there's people sitting there. And they end up seeing it, and it's different than they thought it was going to be. 100% of the time, because I ask them, what did you think this was? Well, I didn't think it was this. I said, well, what did you think it was? Not this. That's the only answer I ever get. They don't say what it is. But they thought bad of this. They drove by a million times, never went in. They finally stepped forward in there to get money, and I show them around. And then they have a whole different appreciation for it. And you're doing it there that somebody has a wedding, and they're bringing um, you know, the old ladies in and all this stuff, and they get to see this, and they say, this is not what I thought cigars were. It's, it's a wonderful thing to, to see it. It's very, very hard to, I like to do it to my customers, to go to these factories in Nicaragua and Honduras and Dominican Republic and end up seeing and have a whole appreciation for it. But that requires a passport and, and days worth of time. Anybody in the Florida area, anywhere near Florida, should actually go and see what this is. And I promise you, you will appreciate cigars afterwards more than you ever did. And you know what? Take your wife with you that doesn't like cigars, and she's going to have more of appreciation for what you do, and then maybe she'll get interested in it. So you are building cigar smokers. Now, Dave, I'd love to see this. Here's an idea. Why doesn't the Cigar Authority go there? We were almost going to go. <laughs> we, were, we, we planned on going April this year. And we set up a schedule, and we had a, a hockey game planned. It, it was so close. Everything was so lined up perfect. And then we looked. you looked at the calendar. You're the one that found it. I, a Jewish man ended up finding that Saturday, April 1st, you know what the next day is? Easter Sunday. Yeah. And we said, we can't do it. I said, we can't do it. You yeah, said, you're welcome to come still. And I go, I can't. I can't pull that one off. You're yes. a good Catholic, Dave. Yeah, That's yeah, what it's, I can't. It's got to get ashes on his forehead Easter or Sunday is the day after our anniversary this year. And yeah. just can't put something around it. I don't think people are going to show. Whatever. So we got to find the right opportunity. Yeah. Never, I don't ever remember that happening before. That, uh, you know. April Fool's Day and, and Easter Sunday is the next day. I, I don't ever remember that happening, but anyway. So what, what are you saying? The resurrection? April Fool's joke? or Yeah, it could be an <laughs> April Fool's joke, whatever. Um, all right, so uh, we have to understand our audience. And we have learned through the FDA in this process that really a cigar smoker is a 30-something person. Uh, that the uh, as much as they raised the rate from 18 to 21, it had zero effect. I fought for it not to happen because I think an 18-year-old goes to war and all these stories that they can have a gun and he can have this and that and he can drive, but he can't choose to have a cigar or not. He should be able to. That being put aside, it had no effect on our industry at all. Usually, like a scotch, there's not kids drinking scotch, they're drinking beers if they're underage or whatever. They have no appreciation or want to have a scotch. You get to 30 years old, 
Well, I'd like to try scotch, and you can start appreciating stuff. That's how premium cigar is. That's about the age I was when I started appreciating scotch. There Look we at go. You. So we need to understand them, and we need to listen to them. Um, the cigar industry needs advertising to it. You know, it's not against the law to advertise cigars. The only thing is you don't see it out there because the media or the, the stations themselves, the shows, choose not to have cigars advertising. So I try to give them my money to advertise, and they say, no, we're not willing to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that becomes an issue. And then social media comes around, and there's social media out there. And we still can do it. Knock on wood, we still can do it till they end up stopping us from that. Mm. Well, you we, can't take out an ad on social media, no, but you can post yes. what you're smoking. Which is interesting because, you know, mm-hmm. advertising companies say to me, yeah, what are you spending on Google ads? What are you spending on Facebook ads? Zero. Do I want to? Yes, I would. But they won't even accept it. So, uh, but they can't stop me from posting a picture of a cigar I'm smoking today. So I do. And uh, that's what we need to do more of, not just us, but cigar consumers. Show off that you smoke cigars. Don't don't be afraid to show it. Especially if you're on MeWe, there's zero restrictions. Um, content marketing, um, education. Um, the Cigar Authority Show is a show that is promoting cigar smoking. Uh, we're doing it, in a, hopefully, in a little entertaining form. Very but little. While it's happening, we're we're um, educating a little, uh, little small doses of these things. But it, it happens in every show that I try to get something in there, uh, and you know where somebody's saying all the wrong stuff, the untruth. I'm trying to bring the truth in at the same time. So we need to do that. Um, uh, influencing markets. Influencer marketing. Um, this is where I would like to see um, the celebrity, not celebrity, come out with a cigar brand because we know that it doesn't work, but an endorsing of a product like they thought you were doing with the baseball players or whatever. Um, but wouldn't it be, I think the CRA would be very, very strong if it had a celebrity endorsing. CRA as opposed to the manufacturers endorsing it. If we could get somebody like a Joe Rogan, a Bill Burr, somebody like that, that that is a proud cigar smoker to be leading the CRA. And I don't know what that would cost, but whatever it would cost, I think it would be well well spent. Like the NRA had um, Charlton Heston, right? Could that end up happening? I think that would be a way to end up um, making people pay attention to it. Yeah, I think it's Charlton. Charlton, whatever. You, you just were thinking Charleston Chews and yeah, combined. Yeah, you went, you went candy bar. <laughs> candy bar's on my mind. He was the first, he, didn't he act in a movie that was the very first pronoun movie? Ben, her? Uh, I see what you did. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the groans. I like the groans. Little dad joke there for you. Something I, I thought about and ne- never has pulled off yet is a referral program. What if we could get all our customers to refer a friend, bring a friend in to have a cigar with that never had a cigar before? We'll buy them the cigar. Mm. Can we, are we allowed to give away cigars now with FDA? Good question. <laughs> Pro- probably so. It hasn't been determined yet. 
It will eventually, just like user fees. We had a, we had a meeting, uh, I guess, yesterday. I didn't hear how it came out, but we're still going to pay user fees until the end of this month. And then it hasn't been... We know we aren't supposed to pay user fees. Right. We bring cigars in from Nicaragua. United States Customs doesn't read the same stuff that we do. Yeah. And that they haven't gotten the, the message yet. But I think eventually... Uh, but you're right, Dave. I go, you know, go into a store. Our, our people go into a store. They're instructed. We can give a cigar, a new cigar to, to your staff. We ain't give it to. We cannot give it to one of your c- consumers. Correct. Because they're. Uh, Do you remember the last time you gave consumers free cigars? What happened? Or is that is that a question? <laughs> yeah. Um, he knows the answer. I to know it. the answer to it. How does he know the answer, Eric? You should be a lawyer. You never ask a question unless yeah, you know correct. the answer. What's the answer? It was right here, and it was called The Last Supper. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and it was free cigars, and you gave them out. It was the last day. It was the legal. La- That's right. The last time FDA had taken control, and we did an event, and it was free cigars, and it was The Last Supper. We had dinner and free cigars because it was the last time we could possibly pull it off. I gave cigars to troops all the time, the cigars to warriors. Uh, which I'm not allowed to do anymore. I gave 22,000 cigars on the last day. Uh, I figured I'm not going to be able to do it for a long time, and I haven't been able to do it for, is it seven or 11 years? Seven years ago, right? Yeah. Seven years ago, um, and haven't, haven't done it since. I can do it as, as a person, but not as a company. Even silent auctions. The you, yes. You, you've solved the way. Yes. Every, there may be 100,000 charities in the United States. Every one of them needs money. Every one of them has side auctions. We get hit all the time. Sure. You get hit all the time. You actually find a way to make make money off it. But we used to give boxes of cigars. People would bet on it. You can't do that now. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it, we give out humidors. You can't give out cigars. Do you charge for your tour? Yes. Our tour. You come into our factory, and you go into our museum. It's free. Go upstairs, watch hand cigar makers. But if you want a a curated hour and a half, Guided tour, where you have four tours, it's $15. Unless you're old like me, it's $12, 20% d- d- discount. And it also, we do it for a couple of reasons. One reason, it creates value. Yes. If it's free, it has no value. Our employees, our cigar makers, our packers, our, our strippers, stemmers, strippers, <laughs> they can't believe people actually want to pay money to see what they do. We say, you guys are important. You're like Mickey Mouse's to Orlando. Keep your area clean. Stretch your wrapper. Make good cigars. They can't believe people come in there four times a day ooing and eyeing what they're, what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. So we just charge a little bit of money. It gives it value. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we have like 12 or 15 people a, a tour. And it's, it, it's four working. times a day. Four times a day. Yeah, it's awesome. Th- 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 this is exactly they, what I'm looking for. And you. now we're starting giving hand scar making classes. Oh, every we did it. Uh, we started about six months ago. Every Friday, we do the the easy part. There's nothing really easy about making a cigar. Our scar makers would make the bunch. The rollers. We have a class. So just putting the, the wrapper on yep. takes about uh, an hour, and became so popular. Instead of doing it the last Friday of the month, we started doing. Every Friday. Now we do it Thursday and Friday. We're doing so wow. many of these classes. It's a problem because we can't make as many cigars like the American sure. and Angel Questa because they're doing all this stuff. Right. But it, people are ooh and eyeing, and they have a new appreciation for how what a craft uh, specialty. Because it's what not easy, is. right? It's it not is not easy. easy. They think making a scar looks easy. Hit a golf ball looks easy. It isn't. Not right. the play. 
Making a scar isn't easy. And they, this hands-on approach, they, take, they get five scars, they take home with them. They're, they're, they're very, very proud. It's spreading the, uh, the word. This is a real craft industry. And that's what Rocky was talking about yeah. for, for a long time. It's, we aren't cigarettes. We aren't, we aren't the mass market cigars. We're different. We're craft industry. And please, the FDA, don't treat us like such. You're talking, Ed was talking a little bit, little bit ago about nobody knows that we have this victory. We know in our cigar industry right. that, that we won. Hopefully, we can use that as a springboard. Lord knows if the FDA is now recognize that we are different than cigarettes and smokeless and mass market cigars, that we aren't the big, bad, evil guy, that maybe we could use that as a springboard. It's not the answer. It's a piece of the puzzle that, uh, that maybe your eight-year-old won't say, right. it's not so, so bad, Dad. <laughs> you know, I well, didn't see anybody pick up the news. Of course, it happened in the cigar industry, but I was looking at the AP wire and stuff and trying to find some newspaper, some big outlet or something picking up the FDA news. New York Times had a nice article oh, on it. Oh, all right. I will send it to you. Maybe you all post, right. post it on, on your, your you website. Would, I would love to. I would love to. That's that's the stuff we have to get out there. You know, the chat room seems a lot more interested in the tour once you mention strippers. Right. There we go. <laughs> every, oh gosh, every, every. Now, when he says strippers, he's not talking about the people that remove the stems from the leaves <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> These girls get naked. They don't. Every cigar yeah. factory had strippers. Yeah. Tobacco strippers. Every factory stripping Dominican, stripping Nicaragua, stripping our fa- 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 factory. And in fact, um, first time we ran into FDA issues, uh, the, the first regulation they said we're gonna we want to regulate cigars. We're going to give you a chance to state your case. You have to provide what is known as advance notice of public rulemaking. We'll give you ninety days. Have people tell us why we shouldn't regulate c- cigars? We ran at a we ran a campaign. We put billboards all over town. We had these pins, these buttons that said "Save Tampa's Last Strippers," and it was great. We got a lot of conversation. Then we ran this thing a couple a couple years ago, and my son, our lawyer, comes in. And uh, Dad said, Drew, I want to do it again. Dad, you can't do it again. Save Tampa's last strippers. So he said, that's not politically correct. <laughs> so we now have, we had uh, save, uh, keep the scars in the cigar city. But uh-huh. strippers got a lot of it. Yeah, I would think. Tension. Yeah, of course it did. It, it, you just saw it. You know, everybody's interested. All of a sudden, going. <laughs> Who cares if it's it? not politically yeah. correct? It's cute surprise as them when they get there. Say this is a, a, a real stripper. Our head stripper. She's a cute little gal from Dominican Republic, Diana. I bring. We bring tours in there, and I said, I'm going to ask you something. First, of all, I asked you if I ever embarrass you, because I, I kind of play with her, and she said, No, no problem at all. And uh, so I said, This is our head stripper. And she hasn't told her husband yet. She'll say, no, 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 no. But head, it's, head it's stripper. a lot of fun. She's yeah. a, a head stripper. Right. You know, the chat room seems to think you need a new cigar called the stripper. You just ship it with no band on it. Um, no. He's not sold. Not sold. Not, <laughs> not yet. Sold but, but tell the chat room to keep the ideas coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> All right. Right now, it's time for the question of the week. And that's brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Poll question. I had the wrong question. He's got a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Uh, This week's question here is, do you prefer coffee or tea as far as a breakfast beverage to pair with your morning cigar? I do both, but I go coffee more. Coffee or tea? 
I'm a coffee drinker. I'm not a tea drinker. Not so. at all. No. no. I drink tea every day also. Come on, right. Sullivan. I can see you with your little finger I'm on I'm with Eric on this. It's coffee all I'm, the way. I'm, I offer you tea all the time. And, and what do no. I say? You say no. No. no I like, like tea, huh? No. Only because it's this caffeine is- caffeine, too. It works. Eh, not as well. Yeah. You're o- wrong. Only because the question is about morning cigar. That's coffee for me. But my last cigar of the day, I'll make a little herbal tea. Uh, herbal tea. A little. I don't want the caffeine to keep me up all, all right. night. So a little I, sleepy time herbal tea. I do tea. that too. I do that also. Helps soothe everything yeah. and calm everything. You have some bourbon with your last cigar of the day too. It'll, <laughs> it'll help you sleep as well. Here we go. Jonathan. Uh, upcoming shows on the Cigar Authority. Uh, what do we have coming up? We have uh, next week we are doing a show um, on real cost to open a cigar shop. It was five years ago, more than five years ago that Mr. Jonathan had his wisdom teeth taken out, all four at the same time. And I had the Where the hell are you going with this? And I had the flu. And we were planning on doing a blind taste test Mm. planned for that week. And at the last minute, we said we can't do it because Jonathan can't smoke a cigar because you you would have dry socket. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking during it, and I won't be able to smoke the cigars, and he's not going to smoke it at all. So, therefore, we have to change it up at the very last minute. And at the last minute, what are we going to talk about for two hours? And I said, I'll tell people the cost of opening a cigar shop. I can do it off the top of my head. We'll just go with it. And we ended up doing it, and it was the most watched and listened to show we ever did, and it was on the last minute that we ended up doing it. It was over five years ago. I got lots more to say about it, and I'm going to do that next week on the are, show. Are you still in the same frame of mind that the answer is don't do it? Don't do it, but once <laughs> once I go through this, you know how many times I'm asked this? I mean, it's hundreds of times mm-hmm. that people have asked, and I sit with them, and I'll go through the whole process of what it is, and I say, are you still interested? Like, it's all negative stuff i mean it's a lot of money it's a lot of time it's it's so much and then they say yes i want to do it and i said all right let me help you let me tell you all the bad stuff up front and if you're still willing to go go through that because it costs more than money by the way Mm -hmm. it's it's giving your life up to it at that point being being an entrepreneur and stuff so we'll get we'll get deep into that uh next week on the show um so we're uh wow time is flying huh uh Good subject matter. Yeah. I hope everybody's enjoying it because uh, this is this is good for me thinking thinking out loud as we're doing it. So let's get to the final thoughts here on El Baton. Once you said graham cracker, I got it, and there is some chocolate to it too. Uh, chocolate and graham cracker, cinnamon. If if it's there, it's it's very light for me. Well, that's why it's the cinnamon graham cracker. It's not very cinnamon forward. It's more of the sweetness that you get. Now, Eric, you're not one for tasting the taste. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm old school. Nick Cutro, we had him on the show. Yep. Uh, he's the guy that makes all your molds and stuff uh, for the cigar brands. And he wrote a book, um, Cigar Bliss. And you were quoted in it that he put you through that. The yeah, ring I, t- I took, his, took his course. Yes. It was, really, it was really interesting. I did find that I could discern the different tastes on my palate. I didn't th- think I could. Yeah. But there are differences and nuances in tobaccos and you know talking about i think a lot of credit goes to uh, marvin Schenken because he started with the wine spectator and he and he, he did the same thing you know, with wine he yes. had to taste the nuances of wine he took that same uh business model to, yeah. to cigars and uh 
you know, no two cigars t- taste alike. That's it. And, of course, what cigar is the best cigar? It should be the cigar that people like the best. Of course. And even when we talk about what's new, what's new is why what's new? Why not what's good? Why mm. does it have to be new? New doesn't mean it's better than the old one. There's cigars that stand the test of time. And if you haven't smoked that, that's the new cigar for you. So you know, there's a reason why Basket of Robinsons makes 34 different kinds of ice cream. Right, mm-hmm. right. They have a different taste. All right. Because uh, no, they right, haven't Ed. come up with a 33rd one yet either. Yeah. Okay. All right, Ed, let's go to break. And when we come back, we're going to light up another cigar from J.C. Newman. This one is not from Nicaragua. This is from the Dominican Republic and a favorite of mine for the past 18 years. Plus... Our stars have the second review that went up. We're going to tell you how that compares with us. We are live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. Is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and believe it or not, I am 62 years old. Well, to celebrate my 60th birthday, we wanted to come up with something really, really special. 
I went and looked at some of our oldest tobaccos that we'd grown in our farms from 2014 in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we found bales of fillers, 7th and 8th priming Lijero, just wonderful, rich, rich tobaccos, a dark, oily San Andreas wrapper, a great binder from Mexico, and then fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. This cigar is called the Rocky Patel 60th, looks like a dark chocolate and tastes like a dark chocolate. It's got layers and layers of coffee, espresso, lingering spice. Uh, it is rich and decadent. You're gonna try one and you're gonna fall in love. This cigar got the number two cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado, rightly so. I hope you enjoy it, I love it, and I promise you, this cigar is going to deliver everything you enjoy in a fine cigar. Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, because what I know... There is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so, they can't compete. At least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars. Use authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. This is Rafael Nodal from Agent Room Cigars and Tabacalera USA. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red West Tampa, Passion with a Purpose. And uh, we are talking about uh, getting uh, new people in here. I just want to add a couple of things on here. Uh, networking. Uh, networking events. I remember years ago, I used to do like Chamber of Commerce things and introduce, teach people about cigars, something I have to start incorporating, bringing the next group in. Um, you, the audience, you say, how can I participate? How can I get new people on? How about offer a friend a cigar? Especially outdoors, things are going on or something. Have some extra ones. Buy some cheaper cigars if money is an issue or something so that you, you, hey, would you like to have a cigar also? While it's still summertime, yeah. invite some buddies over for a barbecue and pass out the cigars. Yeah, hey, have a cigar. Well, I never had a cigar before, and that begins the whole thing. Somebody had to teach we me got about cigars. We somebody, got shed night for that very reason. Right? There's always a new person in there. Yeah. We bring mild cigars so that somebody new can try it. Yeah, So, uh, and if, if we look at um, you know the younger generation, it, it's a little different on... Um, on that, it's more digital uh, than, you know, uh, being upfront personal You're with them. You're not suggesting that we need more digital stimulation 
to no, get no, more no. people to smoke cigars. No, but uh, I don't know. We, we, we got to do it. I think we have to do it as, as an industry and even the people that are just consumers. Uh, the more the merrier. Uh, get into the hobby of cigar smoking and you're going to enjoy it. Uh, this is a good one also for uh, not, not a cheap date, but uh, a great, smooth, mild cigar. What do we have here? This is the Diamond Crown Number no. 4. It is also part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. And in celebration of the J.C. Newman Cigar Company's 100th anniversary in 1995, Stanford Newman joined Carlos Fuente Sr. to develop an exceptional series of super premium cigars. Stanford dreamed of making the best cigar in the world with no regard for how long it would take or how much it would cost. His dream was realized in the Diamond Crown Cigar. A single will set you back $14.99, while a box of 15 is $199.99, which works out to just $13.33 per cigar at twoguyscigars.com. If you are too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries them, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Everybody carries these. Everybody should. If there's a store out there, you're not carrying Diamond Crown. You're, you're missing, missing the boat here. Yeah. I can't imagine that. But it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. New commercial coming next week is how Perdomo cut off the microphone condom on Dave's microphone. That can happen. Did that come close? (laughs) It sounded it. Um, This was a regular for me. Dwayne Morenci, oh, he was still. my he was my manager for years, twenty years, and um, he got out of the business, and he's been gone now a long time. How long's he gone? About five years. Yeah, and uh, he comes up uh, at least once a month, probably more, and uh, it's only one cigar for him. It's Diamond Crown. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm always interested when somebody leaves the industry what they end up smoking because they're forced to actually smoke different cigars in here. I want them to try all kinds of different things. Then left on their own, where do they go? And it's Diamond Crown and Diamond Crown only. Rhubarb. I really don't know rhubarb. No, you don't want to. It's a weed. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, when you put a pound of sugar on it. We're going to light our cigar today with the Sickle by Vertigo. The Sickle by Vertigo features single action and two flames angled for pinpoint accuracy, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. On the side, you've got a fuel window. On the bottom, easy adjustment and a full-size 64 ring gauge guillotine cutter with a tray to catch the schmuckus, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Sickle by Vertigo. Eric, do you, do you eat everything? Is there... Food. I do not. I'm not. I'm a little You're picky. picky? How do you I feel do. about olives? Don't like olives. Because your brother loves olives. He gets all my, he gets all my, 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 my olives. I don't eat the eggplant, uh, sushi. I have a thing that I think food should be cooked before Me I too. eat it. Me too. Me too. I'm, actually, I'm kind of like Dave. I'm an old meat but potatoes guy. Not very sexy. My wife doesn't. I guess she used to think I was sexy. But... Uh, <laughs> but um, I just uh, give just, the, just the, feel palm on the bone, the, right? Right. Oh, that's your tradition, right? <laughs> the, uh, every year at yeah. Sinatra's. The first time I ever met your brother was the very first trip that ended up becoming the Diamond Crown experience. And I was down. I was sitting next to Bobby, and he said the oddest thing anyone's ever said at dinner: <laughs> "Is anybody here an olive freak?" 
<laughs> and nobody would say anything. And I said, what is an olive freak? I don't, is that a thing, like, like a club down here? What's going on with the olive freak thing? And he goes, I just really love olives, but I feel funny ordering a side of olives. So if somebody would enjoy the olives with me, I'll get a side of olives. Otherwise, I'll wait till I get home. And I said, I like olives. I'll, I'll eat the olives with you. And we, we ate olives together. Was this upstairs at Burn? This was downstairs at Burn. Upstairs <laughs> is the dessert room. <laughs> what, a, what a time that was, too. That was fantastic. Burn come, uh, Steakhouse. Come, come back. We'll go to Burns. We'll do it again. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. If you've never been to Burn Steakhouse, there's an old school steakhouse. But fabulous. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. I loved it. All right. Uh, we are smoking Diamond Crown, as he said, to celebrate um, your 100th anniversary. Uh, coming up is the 130th. Yes, it is. Any we, plan? We, well, we just finished celebrating 130. 25th anniversary, three years late. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what Drew has uh, up his sleeves. But it's funny, it was, it was 19, you know, p- people's mouths have changed. When I started, got in the business, every every cigar in Tampa, we had all the premium cigars are made in Tampa, where it's six and a quarter, 42 ring Palma. Yeah. Everybody had it. Bering had it. Gold Label had it. Garcia Vega had it. Fuente had it. Perfect. And everybody had it. Questray had it. And uh, now 42 ring looks like a Panatella. Yeah. Or a Lonsdale or your other. What's what's one? Lancero. You Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 I think you any Lancero's left? None to buy. Oh, oh I have <laughs> some put aside. <laughs> Going in the museum. Anyway, so at 1990, my father been in the business for a long time. He goes to Carl and says, I want to make a 54-ring cigar. This is back in 1990. You want to make it for our upcoming uh, anniversary in five years. Back in, in, uh, in 1990, you know, then 1995 was the anniversary. And uh, Dad knew the thicker the cigar, the more leaves you could blend at one time, maintain the continuity of taste. And that's how many, 54-ring to Carl. said, nobody makes the 54-ring back then yes and so carlos had to order special molds and it was the first deal dad said what size do you want to make me his idea i want to make everything 54 ring you know, wasn't all that creative uh it was um five and six, all, six, half, seven, all robustos how do you yeah. <laughs> figure that one out but dad you can do whatever you want and it was uh successful but now you got uh, 60 ring, 70 ring, 80 ring. Christian's got his 90 crazy ring. Now, it seems like the relationship between you and your brother and your dad was he did whatever he wanted whenever he wanted to do it. And it seems like you and Bobby are less hands-on when it comes to things that Drew wants to do with coming out with the American. Whether you liked the idea or not, you said, run with it. Absolutely. But my father, and it's a family tra- tradition, and Dad died in 2006. Before he, before he died, he said, I want to make a value-priced bundle of scars that would sell everywhere. Fine, Dad. You know, what do you want to do? And I says, I, and I want to name it. Fine, Dad, you name it. Okay, so I want to call it Factory Throwouts. Factory Throwouts? Dad, that is the most god-awful name for a scar. <laughs> Nobody's going to buy a scar called Factory Throwouts. But I want to, I want to do it. I said, okay, Dad. And it's actually, it's Ecuador Vanna seed wrapper. We get from Oliva. Leave it to, to, to tobacco. You know, when tobacco is grown, it, it goes in different grades. The top, the, a twelve or fifteen dollar handmade scar has to be a very clean wrapper, but it doesn't always grow that way. You get sure. the second grade, the, th- the third third grade. So we buy the we buy the, the lower grades 
same wrapper, Ecuador Havana Sea yeah. wrapper, the uh, the grain, the marks on the tobacco has no effect on the taste. It doesn't look as pretty. We're able to buy it from the from the uh, you know, from Bolivar for a lot less money, pass savings on to the con- con- consumer. That's what we use on our factory throughouts, which we make on our hand operated cigar machines in, in Tampa. The same machines my grandfather bought in the nineteen thirties, and they're they're still working. But I hated that name then. I hate it. Now, except there's only two cigars in this world, mm. only two. Those that sell and those that don't. We sell <laughs> Fred like Zambone. 10, Ten million yeah. a year. And so, Dad, you were right. You were right. <laughs> yeah. But right, and Drew comes along. He has all, all kind of ideas. He turned our factory into a tourist attraction, which I didn't, wouldn't care for. We've, uh, it's the greatest. We thing. have handmade cigars. He wanted to make hand cigars in Tampa. said, that's a crazy idea. Labor's eight times what it is in Tampa. What is in Nicaragua? But, Dad, I w- want to do it. Then we want to build a park across the street. They, we bought this. A lot of factories had boarding houses back 100 years ago. There's a boarding house across the street from us. Had beautiful property. Wanted to buy the property, but they wanted to sell the building with the property, an old, old boarding house. And I uh, said, Drew, we don't want to do it. Yes, we do, Dad. We just gutted it. You know, it, it's got all kind of issues. It had ten thousand bats. You had to get rid of the bats. You can't get rid of bats. They're legally protected. So we built the bat house in our, our new new park. So he wants to turn into a bed and breakfast. Drew's got so many ideas. He's going to run out of money before he runs out of ideas. But he said, "Dad, I want to do it." My told Drew he said, "You can wait till your mother and I die." And get your inheritance, yeah. or you can do it now. Or use it now. Say, do it now, just to stay healthy. We even have roosters. You know, Ebor City has a lot of chickens and roosters. Came from Key West 100 years ago, and they get hit by cars. We have a rooster rescue on our <laughs> property. He is. Uh, every generation has their own vision, own ideas, and uh, just go with it. And he's got such cockamamie ideas; they actually are working. But uh, but the the thing that I think that you discount yourself and your brother is you guys ended up with your factory buyout, if my memory serves. So you, you guys, it wasn't that you were lacking in innovation. You had some financial issues at the beginning with the, the whole buyout. Is that correct? 1986, a year after, Mr. Graflo yeah. got in the scar business. That was the worst time to be in the scar business. The uh, sales were in the industry were going down 4 or 5% a year. The only way you could grow your business, go out and steal your competitor's customer. They're trying to steal your, your customer. And we, at the same time, we have a third generation of Newmans in the, 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 the business. And there's a reason why family businesses don't go from one generation, generation, to second generation, to third generation back, back, back then. So we decided that uh, one side of the family had to buy out the other side. My father owned the third. My uncle, my father ran manufacturing. My uncle ran the sales. And the sisters, uh, my grandfather's uh, daughters, uh, collected dividends when there were d- 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 dividends. It wasn't very often. You have to have profits to make <laughs> dividends. Anyway, one third bought out two thirds. They got the money, and we got the debt and the opportunity for about five years. I thought they got the best part of the deal. You know, in life, some decisions are made of the head. Sure, so they're made with the heart. And I thought the heart got in the way of the head, but it worked out. All right. So uh, in the Catholic faith. We have to go into the confessional when we do something wrong. And right now it's time to go to the confessional. And that's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. 
the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And this guy gets it. This is JoeBob at JoeBob.com. It's, it's a made-up email All address, right. mm. so I can say it. But you didn't have to say it. So I, 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 I like it. I like uh, that there's absolute anonymity here. But it sounds like it's going to be a redneck confession. Well, Joe Bob, you, you be the judge. Well, y'all, no. Uh, <laughs> I once had a wife who complained about every little thing. Leafing through my muscle and fitness magazines, you're just looking at the bikini models, aren't you? Walking in the mall... You're just looking at the girls with their boobs hanging out, aren't you? Lighting up a cigar. You're just doing that because you know I don't like it. And the grand finale, I'm throwing away all your high school yearbooks because I don't want you looking at your high school girlfriend. She hmm. sounds like a peach. <laughs> <laughs> My confession. I got so tired of the incessant bitching that I made it a point to start going by the men's club and getting a lap dance every time she threw a tirade. Bitching about my cigar? Lap dance. Throw my Runner's World magazine because of some hoe on the front? Lap dance. Throw my high school yearbook, you effing, you know what, uh, back of the club special attention. Wow. You can probably figure out that we didn't make it, but I've never told anyone of my inventive way of getting back. I actually now kind of look back on my ex-wife fondly since I have a new wife and haven't got a lap dance in the past eight years Ugh. and have no need of getting one since the new wife is smoking hot, takes care of business, and lets me have my magazine and smokes my, and smoke my cigars. That's that. That's not so bad. That's signed Joe Bob. I don't think that's terrible. Let's see what uh, Father Tony has to right. say. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I've had worse. Smoke one of each Robusto, huge Toro Churchill, all Saint cigars this week. There we go. Uh, Eric, we're going to do an after show. And uh, we are going to talk about strategic alliances because uh, I don't know if you heard the news last week that the folks from All Saints Cigars and the folks from McAuliffe joined forces. And they have a strategic alliance, much like you and Fuente did many years ago. And their um, McAuliffe sales force will be handling All Saints Cigars, and Mickey Pegg, who runs All Saints Cigars, uh, and Frank will be uh, selling their cigars for them and running the sales force. So, you know, as I look back in history, the biggest success I've ever seen is your association with Fuente. How long has that been going on now? Uh, since 1986. 1986. Well, you know, so the 20s are Catholic. Newmans are Jewish. All right. So you're telling me that this is the All Saints is Catholic. Is Catholic. And McCall is... McCall, I don't know. Well, they make them in... Are they Jewish? I don't know. Okay. Could, I don't know. We'll find out. That, that's a good combo? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. because you work on opposing holidays. So you... <laughs> <laughs> He Wait. takes the Passover off. The other one gets Easter. So 37 years you've, you've been having this Na alliance. 1986. Yeah. They started to make cigars for us in uh, 1986 first, La, La, La Unica. Yeah. Then Cuesta Rey. And in 1990, we started to represent Fuente. This was before the c cigar boom. The Fuentes 
have and even had, especially back then, we felt was the best scarf factory in the, in the world. They never had their own sales organization. We had a pretty good, we had a good sales organization. We never had our own handmade scarf factory. So we started to sell Fuente in 19, represent them in 1990. So when our sales rep goes into a store like two guys, they have more to, to sell and uh, make it a more productive sales call. And it worked. And back then, Fuente was a had relative spotty distribution. They sold through the, the, the distributors, had a few retailers that they sold. And back then, 1990s, cigar is before the cigar boom, so it was a, a stretch for them, stretch for us. So we put it to, together. And you know, in, in business, it takes uh, you have to work hard, you have to work smart. It makes it takes a certain amount of luck. And we got together about uh, a year and a half before the cigar boom, before Scarfisonado, and then. Pretty, we were selling more cigars to, the, to our to our customers than Fuente was. So we put them together, so the, and pretty soon we started selling as many Fuente cigars as J.C. Newman cigars, and then Fuente just took took, took, off. took off, and yeah. it was. Uh, so it's been it's been great. It's been great. And you handled just U.S. sales for Fuente. Yes, just, just U.S. Just U.S. All right, but plenty of U.S. out there, and plenty of Fuente cigars to sell. It is, and we're we're in a situation now. We're, now we don't fight with them. We have the same issue in in in, in, in Nicaragua too. We can't get enough long filler cigars for the United States market because all of a sudden, Cuba made their decision, or China did. So yep. we sent more cigars to 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 Europe on the J.C. Newman side. Fuentes got the same conversations. I think all the cigar factories are having the same conversation because sure. just like the cigar boom, we thought was a once in a lifetime deal. Uh, this thing, what's happening in Cuba? I know you uh, with uh, the Cuban cigars. Yeah, I know you've talked about it on your shows. Yeah. B- before the uh, you know the old the old days, he had eighty um, percent of a of a humidor in Cuba. In Europe was Cubans. The other twenty percent for the rest of us just to f- argue with, try to get the twenty percent. Now it's just re reverse. So uh, it's a, been a an opportunity for all the cigar factories to uh, expand into other markets. But we can't forget about Mama. Where's Mama? The best mark in the United States. The best right. mark in the United States. So Right. All right. We're going to get deep into that with, with their alliance, and maybe you can throw in some uh, um, ideas for them or thoughts of uh, how, you, how you keep an alliance together uh, because it certainly worked for you guys. There's other that have tried and failed. So uh, the one to look at is uh, J.C. Newman and Fuente of that alliance. Right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) And in an effort to slash carbon emissions on cargo ships, the French company Air Seas is developing a giant canopy designed to capture the energy of the ocean's prevailing winds. They will be 1,000 meters wide and fly 300 meters above the water. When finished, the product is expected to cut the ocean liner's carbon footprint and energy output per trip by up to 20%. It's the same concept as kite surfing on a much larger scale or what captains of seafaring vessels have been referring to as sailing since 4000 BC. That's not only insane, 
That's asylum. So this this big thing that's flying over the ship? Pulling the ship along. Oh. It's just a giant sail. Wow. It's very inventive. Mm. All right. It's out there. It's out there. That's and it's innovation happening. for that's you. That's innovation, and that's what we need in the cigar industry, some innovation. Uh, but we are smoking Diamond Crown. This is made by Fuente for you. Yes. Do you make any cigar for them? We do. You do? We do. <laughs> this goes back to 1986, how our, our relationship started. Uh, three weeks after we uh, bought out our relatives, we didn't know how much debt we had. Carlos called my father, and he said, he, at that time, he had his, started his factory in Nicaragua, in Santiago in 1980, and he was making his machine-made cigars, a brand called Moya, in Tampa. He said it was a pain in the butt. Used a different word than but yeah, and he said, "Well, we make cigars for him." And Dad said, "Yeah, we we got we got machinery, we got capacity." But Dad said, "We just bought our relatives out. If we're going to really be long term in the successful in the cigar industry, we had to get in the handmade business." We said, "How about making handmade cigars for us?" And uh, Carl said, "Okay," and he did. And that's with La Unica and then Questa Ray, but his brand called Moya. He saw a lot of Moya in New York and Miami. He had a cousin in Miami that would distribute it for him. And we don't sell nearly as many as we used to. We still have a brand called Moya that we, we make for him. Really? Okay. I didn't know that. Well, I, I carried Moya back back in the day when we couldn't get cigars during the cigar boom. You'd buy everything. Uh, I, do I remember like almost like a foil wrap? Exactly. The, yeah. Okay. It's the same foil. Oh, really? You've got a memory like that. Yeah, a, I remember carrying it. Uh, Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm living and learning as we go on. Early thoughts on Diamond Crown. This is, it says number one, but it isn't the number one. It is the number four. Is, number uh, four. And I know why you, you made that error on the card. Because of the glossy print on the outside, part of the four was obscured, so it looked ah, like a one. Okay. I went into a panic when I saw the number one. I'm like, we don't even, we don't even have it. <laughs> but it was the number four. I looked closer. Okay. What do you think? Uh, very mild. Mild for you. The, absolutely perfect for me. The it, it's not lacking in flavor, and that really is the uh, expanded ring gauge and being able to add those. It's five different leaves on the inside yep. for the filler, right? So uh, it allows for a very complex flavor without the strength, strength because you can have multiple leaves in there contributing to 100%. the flavor profile. That's what I want, though. I want flavor and depth to the cigar, but I don't want strength. And this is a cigar. It doesn't, it doesn't kill your taste buds. No. I, I can smoke them back to back, which is what you want. Nice bit of sweet vanilla on the yep. finish. Do you still have the, in the, um, the museum, do you still have your uh, grandfather's, or maybe it was your father's uh, lab, where he would do the experiments to try to remove nicotine? My grandfather's. It's funny. Grandpa JC spent a lifetime trying to nic take, take nicotine out of his cigars. His idea, if you smoke, make a low nicotine cigar, you can smoke five cigars a day without getting a headache. This yeah. is like in the 40s and the 50s. And they accomplished it with a brand called Nick Nicosan, which is Nicosan Sands is Latin for without nicotine. Okay. And they accomplished it. We have that lab down, down, downstairs. Hmm. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got some mail to get to. Three of them. One is going to win a prize. And more with Eric Newman from J.C. Newman. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate. 
a dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81, Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. When that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper, a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi everyone, this is Rainier Lorenzo from HBC Cigars Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. We have Eric Newman with us. Who's throwing shade, by the way, about us singing the commercials. <laughs> he loves it. Does he, do you like it? It gets my... Uh, so, no. <laughs> Honestly, actually, it's, it's better than our Diamond Crown ad, so... Well, we could write a commercial next week and put it on there and sing the next song. Uh, send me the lyrics. Yeah, hard, send it to you. Hard pass. I'll, I'll play around with it, and uh, I'll say, watch, watch your inbox. Speaking of a box, so you go, to the, you go to the cigar trade show, and I'm looking for the next big thing. Uh, some innovative, great thing that, that uh, catches my attention. And I come across it, and it's not cigars, but it's one of those things that I wish I thought of. And uh, I said, oh, my God, and you know me. with uh, You love this shit. I love this shit. <laughs> I bump into this, and this is the Cigar Factory in Tampa, Florida, as a logo set. Lego, Lego set. Lego set. And uh, it's 201 pieces of Lego, and you put it together, and it's enough to form and make the factory. And I said, this is fantastic. I have to get one. If you put it in a different order, you can also make Fudgy the whale. <laughs> <laughs> Fudgy's very versatile. Uh, this is something I wish I thought of. Isn't this a great thing? And... You know, Lego is very, very popular right now. And I, what did I say to you? I want a bunch of these so that I could have a contest in the store mm. where everybody gets a cigar, light your cigar, and then I put a Lego set in front of you, and you have one hour or less to complete this because somebody did it in 50 minutes, right? Or Yeah. Actually, 20 minutes is our record. 20. Whoa. 20. All right, so I give everybody 20. And there's instructions. Of course, in typical Lego fashion, it's all pictorial. They just, you know, yeah. a Lego set. This is what you do. You do. You just have to file, no. file. Eric, the-, the record holder at 20, had this person built it previously, or this is a first no. look? First, first look. Oh, that's so, impressive. So, And it wasn't me. That's what makes it more, more impressive. <laughs> so we set a clock for 19 minutes, and you have 19 minutes, and say there's a few sets, and then every 19 minutes you got to stop at that point. You take it apart, put it back, and then the what next you, people come What do come you on. win? You get to keep that? Somebody and... ends up winning a prize. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you get to keep keep a Lego set or whatever. But I think there's something there, that this is a fun thing. Yeah. That was the only thing you have. Yeah, I was, we just had a new sales rep, uh, Kristen, uh, Kristen, and we 
I, first thing I wanted to do was to, to read your book yeah. of 100 different pr- promotions, how to get people interested in c- 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 cigars, um, not only for cigars, but for any industry. And we, it was a real compliment to us that this is the one thing you hadn't thought of. It's the only thing you hadn't thought of. I don't, so. I don't know about that, mm. but uh, I know it's a great one. It's a great idea that I didn't even know something like that existed because you have to go before this company and say, they have to create it, right? Oh, they did. They took a lot of pictures and, and video and this, and and uh, they have there's decals inside with the clock. I mean, it, it's really the, the real deal. Oh, my God. And... Uh, your booth at the trade show is your factory also. So the tie-in was unbelievable. You First off, you're promoting your factory, and then you go to your booth the past couple of years of cardboard. Their booth is made of cardboard. You know, there's elaborate booths that are there, but it won the award for the best booth because it was so unique and different of how it is. And it's a, a replica a much smaller replica. Is there a scale number on it or anything? I don't know. Probably no. so. I don't. Don't, yeah. I don't, don't, don't know what it is. But so people what come, should come to Tampa and see the real factory. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is is this your son coming up with this? Yes. So I need to have your son on the show because he he's he's very creative. Yeah. He's a lawyer by 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 trade. He's handling all of our FDA things. He's very involved with CRA. He's on the board of CRA, kind of directs him legally, and he's just got a real passion for the business. So at eight years old, he comes up with the first ever, I believe it was, cigar chat room. Well, you always make him younger. Wasn't he more like 14? He's 14. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. (laughs) Next year I'm going to be here. He's going to be was four. (laughs) He looked like eight to me anyway, but he's the one that even created the cigar family uh, the, the chat room before there was fa- Facebook, he was come up to me in 1994. He said, Dad, we have, we have a website. I said, you know, what's a website? He said, Dad, we have to have a website. So he designs a website, and the chat room becomes the most half, heavily trafficked website of any cigar c- 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 company. Yeah. People would mean, people worked, if they worked for us or worked for you, you'd get rid of me because they were on the chat room all day long, hiding each other and talking yes. to each other. And then Facebook comes along, and anyway, that was Drew's idea. Yeah, he was over on ASC as well. All thought smokers, thought cigars. Wow, wow! So instead of doing his homework in, in junior high school, he was, <laughs> he was doing this, this stuff. <laughs> All right, we got a prize to give away. Uh, what do we have? We, we have, have a new prize. We do. We do have a new prize. This uh, week's prize is brought to you by the fine folks at Aging Room Cigars. And uh, this week, for the best email, they're going to give away an Aging Room hat, a Bluetooth speaker. And a journal. I know it says diary, but that's but not manly. That's kind of weird, right? You got newfangled Bluetooth and an old person journal. I mean, I do use it as a journal. It's nice. Really? Yeah, you write your thoughts down, things you want to talk to your you therapist have about. Yes. So okay. of that, what would you choose if you could choose one of those things? Just one I, thing? I would take the journal. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's the best part of it. Yeah, I'm not shitting on it. I just don't think you should call it a diary. It's not a diary. It's a journal. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Brent writes, now that the premium cigars... Was that Brent or Brett? This is Brent. Okay. Not to be confused with our Brett. Okay. Unless you're Dave. You can't read. (laughs) I said Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now that premium cigars have scored a victory with the federal court ruling against the FDA, does this mean that 
Uh, Aging Rum Tobacco and H. Upman can pull their warnings off the Cigar Authority commercials. I certainly hope so, but I may be missing something. Do we need FDA warnings? They never had to have them. They chose to do it uh, from the old owners. The big companies signed some type of consent decree about 10 or 12 years ago. Yes. There's about six companies, whether you have ad in a uh, printed pub publication or on radio, you're supposed to have that tagline. They agreed to it. Yeah. We, 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 we did, did not. It. it doesn't mean our cigars are more healthy for you than <laughs> theirs are. They just agreed to but it. But even the warnings are intentionally misleading because it says tobacco use has been proven to cause medical problems. It does not say premium cigars because... All of the data done by the FDA in their three studies in, I believe it was 2016, all proved that if you were a consumer of premium cigars, you were less likely to get things like lung cancer, COPD, coronary heart disease than a non-smoker. That's right. Darren writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Guys, I love the new stars reviews, but please don't read the review each week on the podcast. It defeats the purpose of posting on your website. You could maybe tease the review by telling listeners what cigar was reviewed, but ultimately, you want to drive traffic to the website. Plus, for those of us that regularly check the site for news, it's disappointing to then have to listen to you read the review on the air. Just my two cents. Thanks for all you do. I do enjoy the show each week. All right. That's one of the things. We had so much things that Ed was going to do it, but give a little tease. What do you have? We we talked about cutting back on it anyway. Yeah. So we we'll just give the summary. So what was the cigar? It was number one. <clears throat> it was the HVC tenth anniversary. Yeah, but what number was it? Uh, one D, one B, one B, one B. And this is for the people that maybe smoked it. Yeah. The the tenth anniversary robusto of HVC. HVC, and you know I. I I think he's got a point. I imagine probably over half our listeners know how to read. So they so, can go to the cigarauthority.com and they'll see and it right And they'll get there. the full text. We'll just hit the highlights. Wow, that was here. a dick statement. What? I liked it, though. Over. Uh, I said I, over. Over 50%. I think that's reasonable. So in general, we'll go with the overall impression. The HVC 10th anniversary Robusto is an exceedingly enjoyable cigar offering a medium-bodied experience that showcases a balanced array of flavors without overpowering the palate. And this scored... Do you, ve- say, do you say what it is or make them go to it? Make them go to it. Yeah, this one... Especially uh, since you're still in the middle of my email reads. Yeah, and listen, you doing, that question. doing something else. I'll just uh, say the final rating was excellent. Okay. It has we a number. answering the question at all. He said, please don't do it, and you we did it anyways. No, we read, we, we, he said, tease it a little. This is what, what we had. Yeah. It was condensed significantly. So, yeah, we, we teased it like he asked. So uh, that's Darren trying, um, what is that word? He's, he's Constructive critici- criticism. He constructively criticized. Yeah, it was okay. I'm not insulted by that. I'm, no. We had talked about it after the show anyway, mm-hmm. that we were going to cut it down, but I didn't because and, it was done. Yeah, obviously, we don't need filler. Right. <laughs> Eric, I apologize for mom and dad fighting during the show here. We're not fighting. We're agreeing All right. that we don't like your I attitude. listen every Saturday. This is nothing new. Right. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and damn it, Lewis, writes, 
I hate government regulation. I don't tend to get political often, but when the government of a free, in quotes, country believes they can rule over its people's industry and try to build its coffers off the backs of the entrepreneurs that make that country great, I call it what it is, communist. Last week's podcast was such a breath of fresh cigar smoke. I'm not typically a guy who smokes Rocky Patel cigars, but I will be now already a new fan of The Edge. Uh, It's not often we hear of the united little guys beating big government, but the victory for Dave, Rocky, and the premium cigar family was encouragement for us all. Continue fighting the good fight. All right. That's good, too. We have Brett that did the first one. I don't remember what that was. It was Brent. <laughs> Brent is sitting right there. Brent. 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 Uh, Brent was the scoring of the victory for the FDA. Yeah. I'm wondering so about that the was warning. almost the same as Lewis, but Lewis said it nicer. The last one, and Darren with constructive criticisms of the review. We got to pick one. I like constructive criticism. I'll go with that. That's Darren. What do you think, Eric? What was the best one there? One of, the, one of the victories for FTA that the industry's had, I think it's because I'm biased, been fighting this this uh, battle for so long. I think you had, was it Brad, Brett, Brad, Brad? Brent, Brent and Lewis was the last the, one. I liked the turn of phrase with a breath of fresh cigar smoke. That was Lewis. Yeah. All right. So let's give it a Lewis. Lewis. Okay. Which is Jonathan's pick anyway. That was my pick. Okay. All right, Lewis gets the prize. And listen, we love constructive criticism as well, so don't. And don't I like stop criticism, that. even if it's not constructive. Uh, you get butt hurt a little us. easy. Uh, Eric, are you coming to the uh, Cigar Expo on uh, Friday and Saturday, September 29th and 30th? I will be there if it's your birthday. It's I'll my birthday. Be there. <laughs> it's the birth of uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, of course. Uh, 38, 38 years. 38 years. 38. I, I'm not nowhere in the. And, uh, and you guys aren't slowing down at J.C. Newman, so I'll never catch you. Well, you, there's one way you can catch me. Yeah. And that, personally, hopefully it's not anytime soon. Right, right. Uh, but if you want tickets to it, unbelievably, we're never at this point where we still have some tickets, but we do. We have two-day tickets available, uh, which is for Friday night. September 29th, that's the same cigar dinner we always do where we give away the big prize. This year we're giving away an 800-pound cow. Freezer to go along with it. They'll butcher it, and you'll be all set. We'll ship it right to you. You don't have to take it home with you. Uh, And that is day one, which is uh, on the 29th. Uh, That's a full uh, prime rib dinner we're going to have, and it's going to be a great night. I got a lot of surprises. I have never seen midget wrestling ever. Well, that'll be the next day, Saturday. And doors open at 11 a.m. Uh, you have to stay till the very end. We got some surprises coming mm. on there. But that's going to be, they walk in, they get all their cigars, 38 cigars, by the way. Wow. And they go around, and they don't have to go trick-or-treat. Like at uh, other events, you go and you got to pass the cigar result. They'll get them all at once, so now they can spend some time and sit with you and have a cigar and talk with you. And uh, there'll be food trucks out there, and uh, we're going to have a good time, live music. And then at 4 o'clock will be the midget wrestling will start, or micro-wrestling. Micro-wrestling, yeah. I have to be careful of, the, of that word. Um, although they, Since we said it twice on the show. But I, think. I, I, I talked to them, and I right. said, is that a problem? And they said, not no. at all. So other people have a problem with that, mm-hmm. not them. Um, but uh, that'll go on until about uh, 5.30 it'll be over. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a great time. A lot of surprises both days. And uh, I'm glad you're coming. It's a lot of years you're coming. So thank you for supporting us all those years. Look for it every year. You do. You do. And I know your brother always says, I'm going to come down once on one of these times. But you said, no, you're not. Wait, if I didn't conquer, this is my, he does his, his, <laughs> his visits around the country. And this is my favorite visit. Thank he, you. Thank he you. goes to all the olive events. Right. right. Uh, yeah. I do want to give a, a quick shout out. I want to welcome uh, Mark Harris to the family. My sister was married yes. on Thursday. Uh, my brother and I gave her away. We walked her down the aisle. Uh, I didn't expect that I would be as uh, worked up as I was, but it was a happy, but. Cigar smoker? Uh, he does smoke cigars. Yeah? yeah? Okay. He, he had a cigar with him. Uh, no, he was. That man was busy. The, okay. She was busy, too. I mean, the, yeah. my brother and I kept each other entertained during the, all the downtime, but the, the rest of the time was. Uh, was go time for the party. It's their wedding night. Maybe they had something else on their mind. I think they did. I could not believe she put that whole wedding together in 10 days. Wow. She told me on uh, 10 days away, this is what's happening. This is the date. Be there. And of course, I was there. He was there. My, my brother's first commercial flight. He'd been oh. in a single engine Cessna, like touring the Grand Canyon before, but never in a jet plane. <clears throat> the jet is much easier than the single, the single engine thing I'm not doing. But the jet is, it's the, he's the opposite. He was the opposite, uh, but we got there with no problems. We got back with no problems. All right, let's do it just, just for the hell of it. I know we're, we're going to go All over, right. but let's do it. It's the Classic Day in Classic History brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. All right, I have seven questions, but we're only going to do four, and I have three tiebreakers if needed. Oh, nice. Ed Sullivan, are you the champion? No. Jonathan, Jonathan is, is again. Two weeks in a row. All right. And it's the closest without going over. Jonathan, you go first. Born today, Orville Wright. Orville Wright, Not American. Redenbacher. No, we were just he talking was about saying Redenbacher. Orville Wright, American aviator. The Wright brothers. He was born in Dayton, Ohio today. You remember, you go to school with them? <laughs> uh, close, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Cigar. He was born in 1768. 1768. What do you say? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'd say 1860. 1860. 100 years later. I was going for 1857. 57. And Eric will take it, 1871. Yeah, but he was wow. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ed. That's not nice, Ed Sullivan. Eric gets the point, and over to Eric now. Born today, Malcolm Ford. Malcolm Forbes. Ah. Malcolm Forbes, American publisher of Forbes magazine. Was he, he was he an inventor? 
No, Forbes magazine. Oh, all right. He was born in Brooklyn, New York today. What year was that? Malcolm Forbes. I was just a young kid. 1898. 1898. I had 1902. 1902. I got 1901 for the block. Ah, 1902 will take it. It Damn was it. 1919. Huh. Ooh. 1919. Young man. So uh, Ed Sullivan gets a point. Two to go over to Ed Sullivan. Born today, Bill Shoemaker. Willie Shoemaker. Yes. Bill American Willie. Yep. American Racing Hall of Famer. 8,833 career victories. Four Kentucky Derbies. Born in Texas today. William Shoemaker. 1935. 35. 1899. 1899. 1938. Ooh, a little over. 31. Ed Sullivan will take that. No, I said 35. 35. Oh, Mr. Jonathan gets it. But he was 100 years off. Doesn't, yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You listen to the show every week. The rules are stupid. <laughs> so we have a three-way tie. One question to go. This is the one that, that wins it, it all. Tied. Keep it tied. Mr. Jonathan, over to you. Born today, Bill Clinton, 42nd U.S. President, born in Hope, Arkansas, today, Bill Clinton, what year was he born? 1941. 41, he says. 1944. 44. 1946. Somebody has two points. And the winner is Ed Sullivan, 46. 46. Hey, hey, hey. I used to go to his birthday parties <laughs> when we were children. There we go. All right, that is it for uh, the show. We're smoking Diamond Crown. It's a great cigar. I'm going to continue smoking that during the after show, and you're going to stay on for that, right? I'll be here. Thank you. All right, so uh, the after show will air on Wednesdays, so check that out, uh, folks. But uh, that is it for the show. Now that FDA's deeming regulations are behind us in the cigar industry, People are considering opening up a cigar shop. People are considering getting into the cigar industry. Hmm. The doom and gloom is behind us. What does it cost to properly open a cigar shop for success? It's more than just money. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible you learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.